You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I remember when I was in art school being in a crowded lecture hall, looking at slide after slide of Claude Monet's haystack paintings or Joseph Albers' color studies. And I just remember thinking, like, come on, how much time can we seriously spend talking about just one element of art on like a million haystacks? I mean, bring a book. But as I've said before, like the instant I feel myself rolling my eyes about a topic or thinking that something I am learning about seems useless, it is the surest sign that something really fascinating just went completely over my head. I feel like who art ed? Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. And for this week's Fun Fact Friday, I'm actually starting off a series of Fun Fact mini-episodes about color. As I was prepping for this Monday's upcoming full episode about Claude Monet, I have just found so much that is utterly fascinating about color and the history of color and pigments and how they've been derived. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about color and how we perceive it in general. And basically for the next two months, my Friday mini episodes will each focus on a different color and some of the interesting history surrounding it. Now, as a primer, I think we really have to understand what we're talking about when we talk about color. Colors are just basically the names that we give to a certain range of wavelengths of light. Colors just the way our eyes perceive light. Our eyes use basically three photoreceptors, light receptors called cones. And the three cones in our eyes are sensitive to different wavelengths of light. One essentially picks up long wavelengths, the red light. One picks up medium wavelengths, the basically the green light. And one picks up short wavelengths, the blue light. So that's where we get those three primary colors, red, green, and blue, for additive methods of color. Um, Basically like our TV screens and things like that. It's RGB or red, green, blue colored light. And our eyes are sensitive. We have like those three photoreceptors. Now, all the color we see, like I said, it's a combination of those three primary colors processed by the cones in our eyes. And there are, of course, wavelengths of light that we can't see. Infrared light is longer than the red wavelength, and although we can't see it, we can still sense it as heat. 
Now, with all color, what we see is light, but creating color on the canvas or on another material, it requires pigment. Now, pigment we might often think of as like this sort of ground up dust that is a color that can be spread like in a paint. And white light comes down from the sun or another light source. That white light, it has all the different wavelengths of light. The full color spectrum is in the white light. And when the white light hits a pigment, that pigment is absorbing most of the light. But it reflects a small portion of it. So if, for example, I'm looking at a red pigment, all the light except the red wavelengths of light are absorbed in that material. The red wavelengths of light would bounce off the surface and into my eyes, and that is how I see color. When you mix different colors of pigments, we call it a subtractive color because each pigment is subtracting or taking away some portion of the visible light. If we mix all the colors together in a subtractive method like painting, we get black because all the different pigments combined subtracted or took away all the different wavelengths of light. Now, that is basically sort of the quick summary of how our eyes and really how cameras are perceiving light and how we see light as a range of colors. Um, people who are experiencing color blindness or a color deficiency, what that is is basically like one of the one of the cones is not sensitive. It's not picking up the the light. Um, you know, dogs and things like that, we say they're colorblind, but really they have sort of dichromatic color. They have like two cones in their eyes, um, but they don't have that red cone. So they, they're not able to pick it up. Um, scientists say that, that humans and, and primates basically developed and evolved to have that sensitivity to differentiate red and green probably as a means of telling like which fruits were ripe and which foods were going to be good to eat. So that is one of the sort of evolutionary benefits to our sensitivity to different colors and our ability to differentiate between the wide range of colors that we see. So I like to think that like maybe my kids aren't picky eaters because of my poor cooking and their sense of taste, but maybe they're more evolved than I am. Maybe they have a more sophisticated and nuanced perception of color, and they're just picking up on something that I can't see. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted? If you found this tolerable, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week in the show notes on Twitter at WoodArtEd and on the website whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.